Welcome to yet another episode of Drum Sex. Now, if you're new to the podcast, I'd like to first warn you, or rather put out a disclaimer, that this podcast does contain mature themes. And if you're down with that, then let's get into it. Hi, sis. Welcome to yet another week here on Drum Sex. I'm your host, Alutom Bendeni. And like we always say, we're here to make you, or help you rather, have the best sex of your life. Today's episode is a bit different. I am joined by my colleague, Utando Ndabezita. She recently did an interview with Dr. Noma Dechume about the differences between an STI and a yeast infection. Now, an STI, we need to be very clear, is contracted through sexual intercourse, while a yeast infection is an overgrowth of bacteria within the vagina. And women experience this quite frequently and um, they took us through everything that we need to know from the symptoms to when to go see a doctor and what kind of treatment could be prescribed. Today we are speaking to Dr. Namaklete Chumeng. She was born in Kobecha and obtained her MBCHB from the University of Stellenbosch in 2011. She has worked extensively in surgical disciplines and emergency medicine and she has a keen interest in HIV medicine and women's health. Dr. Chume, welcome, and thank you for joining us in today's discussion about the differences between STIs and yeast infections. So, could you please tell us a little bit, Doc, about why you decided to study medicine? So, um, I grew up being quite a sickly child, and um, very early in my life, my pediatrician was my hero, because when I was sick, he would make sure I got better. So I had a passion for medicine from a very young age, and I knew from school going age that was going to be my aim is to go into medicine. So that's how I ended up being a doctor. It was just, I guess it's probably a calling as well, because it is what I love, and um, I'm very passionate about what I do. And what sparked your interest in HIV medicine and women's health? Okay, so you know the climate of our country. We had a huge problem with HIV um, until we started having a rollout of ARVs. And um, the main thing is always to make education and treatment available to all. Um, No one has to um, see HIV as a killer. It's a common condition like diabetes, like hypertension. If you take your treatment, if you live a healthy life, no one should have to suffer getting all those opportunistic infections. So for me, it, it had a natural pull because it was about people not having access. And I always um, want to stand up for the underdog. Then in terms of women's health, um, gosh, you'd have to be um, completely ignorant not to see what's happening in our country. Women and children are, there's basically high stats of violence and um genocide um how can i put this where women are actually being killed by their partners they are being killed by by anyone and we are so vulnerable and once again for me i'm passionate about making um to empowering women so that women can have access to medical care they have access to knowledge um just basically because of how vulnerable we are currently in our in our country What causes yeast infections? So in terms of the question that you're asking, yeast infections are actually caused by fungus 
It's called Candida albicans. Um, it's actually part of the normal flora in the human body. It only causes problems when it grows out of control due to things like a decreased immunity, due to things like initiation on oral contraceptives, pregnancy, diabetes, antibiotics. So those kind of things would cause the canister to overgrow and cause the problems. And what are the myths about how you can get yeast infections? So a few myths would be people assume that it might be due to poor hygiene or poor sanitation in the toilets. If you're sitting on the toilet seat, you can get the yeast infection or that you only get yeast infections through sexual um, contact. I know someone who said that they thought they got a yeast infection. In fact, they said their doctor told them they got a yeast infection because of using the toilet at work. Is this something that is a myth then? So if you understand the female anatomy, um, how easy would it be if you're sitting on a toilet to get something off the toilet seat? Because the vagina is actually internal. So that would mean that you've actually put that surface, your vulva, your vagina in direct contact, the context with the toilet seat, which um, isn't really physiologically possible. So I would not say that you can get it from a toilet. Yes, it's not possible to sit like that <laughs> as a female. <laughs> um, so how common are yeast infections? So um, yeast infections are actually extremely common. The stats say that up to 75 out of 100 women have a vaginal yeast infection at least once in their life. So given the high incidence of vaginal thrush queries on the Kina Health app, we have made it even easier for women to get help. With Kina Express for only 120 Rand and only in a few minutes, women can get prescriptions for vaginal thrush. And what are the symptoms for someone who's never had a yeast infection before or was never aware of having one? So the symptoms of vaginal thrush are normally itching on the vulva or inside the vagina, irritation, where it's red and it causes burning, and then the discharge. The discharge of yeast infection is, is normally white and smells like curdled milk. A lot of advice is offered to women and shared among friends and colleagues about what cures can help with the yeast infection. For instance, uh, some people say cranberry juice will help. Other people talk about applying plain yogurt in the affected area. Is this science or is it myth? So first of all, the cranberry juice. There is no science behind cranberry juice assisting you with a yeast infection. Sometimes people drink cranberry juice to try and clear up a bit of a bladder um, irritation. So there's, that's definitely a myth. Yogurt. Yogurt is a good probiotic, but you need to eat it. You don't apply it to the area. So if you apply it to the area, it's not going to make things any better. It actually might make it irritated even more if you apply something like a yogurt. Um, the other myth that is out there is that if you douche, if you, are, you put substances into your vagina to try and clean it out, you may get rid of the yeast infection. Actually, that actually counteracts 
what you're trying to get to. You want that flora inside your vagina to work together again. So if you're flushing them out, you're allowing things to overgrow. So we'd normally, I would never recommend any of those things, the cranberry juice, the yogurt, and the, um, the douching. It is highly recommended that if you have those symptoms, you seek proper medical advice and get a good antifungal treatment. Why is it common among pregnant women? So in pregnancy, there is changes in the hormonal levels that make them more prone to yeast infections. And what relief is there for pregnant women as they often are not allowed to be on any other medication than what the doctor recommends? There are safe and effective treatment options for pregnant women who have vaginal thrush. For example, a cream like cortramazole is completely safe in pregnant women. But once again, before you start any treatment, you need to consult with a medical professional. Can we talk prevention? Is there anything that you can do in terms of following a good diet or sanitary-wise? We've spoken about douching being a no-no or the type of underwear that you use in order to help you avoid getting yeast infections. So... The probiotics, like we mentioned, yogurt or getting a probiotic tablet are, are good. Washing your hands before you touch the area. For example, before you use a tampon or sexual contact that your hands, the hands are clean. What are the common STIs whose symptoms can be mistaken for a yeast infection? So STIs are specifically passed during sexual contact. The discharge is normally offensive and is slightly discolored or extremely discolored, depends how severe the infection is. Yeast infections are not commonly um, sexually transmitted and patients commonly present with a non-offensive white discharge and distinctive is the itching. So you need a skilled nurse and doctor that is trained to assess the different symptoms and to create an informed diagnosis and treatment plan. And overall, Women make, over, make up over 70% of the patients we see on the Kina Health app, and the STIs, thrush, and contraception are the biggest demand. And what do you do if you have a recurring uh, yeast infection? So if you have a recurring yeast infection, we would normally, um, that means you probably have more than one infection a year even after the proper course of treatment has been used, then you should seek further help as this could indicate an underlying condition. So you probably need a pap smear, you need some samples to be taken and also to be examined for other possible underlying conditions. If I suspect I have a yeast infection, should I go to my GP or should I go to the gynae? GP. So what's also nice about the app that I work on on Kenna is that you have a nurse or clinical associate that speak to you first, assess what the symptoms are, and then refer you to the doctor for further treatment. So the gynae would only get involved if the primary healthcare, in terms of the antifungal, et cetera, does not work, then you might need to see the gynae for further investigation. Dr. Chime is a clinician with Kenna Health. Kenna Health is a mobile app that lets you chat to a team of registered nurses, doctors, and mental health professionals on your smartphone. 
They are passionate about women's health and their goal is to empower women with the knowledge and care they need through the Kenna Health team of professionals. For only 185 rand per consultation, you can chat to a registered medical professional. For common women's health needs, such as vaginal thrush and contraceptive prescription renewals, you can use the Kenna Express service for just 120 rand. Kenna Health's team-based approach lowers the cost of healthcare and improves health outcomes for each patient, enabling them to live healthier lives. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and I hope that you've learned a lot. And one thing that I would like to just emphasize, please practice safe sex. You know, if you are concerned about something that is new and uncomfortable that is happening in your body, please go see a doctor. For myself and the drum team, thank you so much for listening. And until next time.